0: hey guys welcome back to the sweaty palms podcast i'm officially pulling sweaty palms out of retirement Woo! (laughs) so we'll have more regularly scheduled episodes coming up full disclosure this episode was recorded last year and i'm just getting around to posting it now the best excuse i have is that life gets in the way sometimes but this is a great episode I got to interview my friend Izzy and a couple notes since it was recorded last year. She's graduating now this December. Her five to 10 year plan has changed. I love Izzy. She's wonderful, and I really hope to have her back soon after she graduates and we can talk about her professional life and what she's gotten into in the industry. So let's get into more about Izzy and and what we talked about on this episode. Izzy DJs in Athens. She's the head of a music collective called Afterglow that puts on shows around Athens and promos the local Athens music scene. Speaking of, she has an event coming up called Earth Day Every Day. This is their third installment, which is a really cool event. If you guys want to learn more about it or attend it, you can check out Afterglow's Instagram. I'll put all her socials and everything in the bio below. On top of Afterglow, she also works for 1824, which is a UMG sub-label group. And then along with her DJing career, she also is part of the Nightshade family and hosts open decks at MyKai Akava Place in Athens every other Thursday. So without further ado, let's get into this week's
1: episode.
0: So you do DJing and you've been a DJ in Athens for how long? Like when did that start and how did you get into it?
1: Maybe a year ago, a little over a year ago, I bought a little deck, a DDJ-400, a little Mm -hmm. DJ controller. And I was just doing it for fun. I heard that there was this thing called Open Decks, which is like an open mic night for DJs. And I was like, okay, I got this thing. Maybe three months from now, I'll practice and I'll go to this free Open Decks that nobody goes to. (laughs) But within like a week, I was working on this team that throws Mm -hmm. festivals, pop-up shows in Atlanta. And they needed a DJ and they were like, Izzy, didn't you just start DJing? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, do you want to do it? And so I got thrown into a 200 person crowd with full led screen and lights full production after having dj'd for like a week no way (laughs) yeah and honestly it was an amazing experience but because of the equipment i had i did good but the sound didn't work out so literally in front of 200 something people i completely just bombed a set no (laughs) and it was my first time ever djing but at the same time it makes me feel kind of invincible now because i'm like okay if i could do that my first time and completely just fuck up then you know i've conquered anything now i'm not afraid of anything like i just did that in front of 200 people in atlanta i can definitely take this back to athens and do it in front of 50 well you know
0: (laughs) where'd you find the confidence to just be like yeah i can do that
1: Actually, it's funny, my New Year's resolution was to be more uncomfortable.
0: I read that on one of your posts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. sorry. Yeah, and so, and
1: it was like, pretty much this time last year is right at the beginning of the New Year's, so you know how your New Year's resolutions are way more strong at the beginning. Right, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so that was like, you know, say yes to things that you don't wanna say yes to, so, Mm -hmm. and that was right when that came up, so I just said yes and did it. (laughs) What venue? It was at a club in Buckhead called Misfits, I was working with a group that's kind of not really a thing. They're kind of dormant now, but it's called Chillerpalooza. Um,
0: I remember you handing out flyers for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it was honestly, it was a great idea. I'm hopefully one day it'll be one thing, but it was kind of all behind like one guy who's not really in the scene anymore. Gotcha. So what was the question? I forgot. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It was (laughs) cool. It was cool. Rest in
0: peace. I think you answered it. What kind of music do you typically
1: play? So, I play like bass music, EDM. I like to play weirder stuff. I like to play house too. Everybody likes house. I like house. I like to play some like trap and rap and some things that, you know, it's like more popular, but I really like the underground bass scene. And since it was in Buckhead and it was a free show, half of the crowd there was high schoolers. It felt like that were just like, they didn't care about the music. Yeah. They were like, I looked into their eyes and they were all just like so faded. <laughs> so that also helped because it seemed like nobody really even noticed because everyone was just so gone at that point. Beautiful, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then um, after that was when... I joined music business or it was like halfway through music business and we got assigned the microcosm of the music industry project, which for all you listeners out there (laughs) is basically we got assigned a project where you had to take on the role of what you would want to do in the industry. So if Mm -hmm. you wanted to be a booking agent, go find somebody in the class who's an artist that wants to get booked. If you want to be a manager, find an artist, go manage them, book some shows, promo, all of that. So Me and my two friends, we started Afterglow, which is kind of a music collective. We wanted to promo local music and also throw awesome shows. Mm -hmm. So I started throwing shows for myself through that. That was how I got like a lot of my shows at the beginning was just throwing big events with a lot of people Mm -hmm. and also throwing myself in there. As you should. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a little bit, just a little (laughs) (laughs) bit. Slide in there. Um, But these group in Athens called Nightshade, they came to one of my events, Mm -hmm. and they talked to me after, and that was kind of how I started expanding. They were like, do you wanna play this event we have every month where we get four new DJs from Athens? And I was like, oh my God, a real event, yes. (laughs) One that I'm not planning, yes. So, yeah, I've been involved in Nightshade ever since. That's honestly where I'm doing most of my stuff. They Mm -hmm. throw in a lot of really awesome shows in Athens. And I'm really behind what they're trying to do, which is basically keep the underground EDM scene alive and alive specifically in Athens. It feels like a lot of collectives and just music people, you know, they get big in Athens Mm -hmm. just to move to Atlanta and beyond. But they're very set about sticking Athens and just growing that scene
0: so can you tell me what your favorite show is that you've been to whether it was here atlanta and then your favorite one that you performed at
1: oh my god that's so hard yeah yeah because I feel like I've been going to shows for so long now (laughs) not even that long but I I mean I started in high school you know and then that was four years ago because I'm a senior in college now oh my gosh okay favorite Event I've DJed at Uh has to be either this past New Year's. The vibes were just so good, Uh and it was New Year's where everybody is just so happy. Nightshade through that event. Nice. I don't know. I think the vibes in the air just made it good. (laughs) And same with the other favorite show I might have to say is Nightshade through this event under a bridge on the Greenway. It was a full moon, and also the energy was just so good oh my god yeah and i feel like sometimes when i'm djing it's really hard to get out of my own head mm-hmm. or you know or just like in life it's hard to get out of my own head and i know i've done a good set when you know you're just so in the moment and you just flow mm-hmm. and and sometimes it doesn't even feel like i'm djing it just feels like i'm with the crowd of people we're all cool. just dancing together but i see my hands moving it's like a really cool kind yeah. of like a flow experience That's what I crave in it, honestly, because it just feels really amazing and natural. You know, it's crazy, because when I first joined music business, I would not have considered myself a musician by any means. I wasn't DJing yet, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really pursuing other musical things as hard. But then, you know, just one semester later, I came back and I was like, I'm a DJ now. <laughs> Hell yeah! And now, like, with the help of my community and people who always have my back, I'm finally okay enough to be like, yes, I am a musician. Yeah. I, I'll say it. I do stuff <laughs> music-wise.
0: <laughs> it's crazy to me to hear you talk about you being nervous. And I know everybody does get nervous, but I just, I never picture you that way. Because every time I've ever talked to you or hung out with you or we've been in a conversation or I've seen you interact with other people, you're just so kind of free-flowing like water and just chill and just seem like a person with great energy and I just had to tell you that
1: thank you so so much I'm I'm glad that my nervousness doesn't come out not even I feel like a lot of a lot of that is my anxiety that's like okay act natural y'all but thank you I think this last year I've I've gained a lot more of that energy back I felt very chaotic for a second but right now I feel very good I feel very chill I feel very confident which is a hard thing to feel sometimes oh yeah definitely feel good right now so thank you for saying that I definitely do get nervous especially before a show I think it's slowly getting better I don't know Mm -hmm. if this feeling ever goes away but before a show sometimes I really like I'm like I'm shitting myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think too it's like you don't let the fear stop you you push through it and continue
1: to do it anyway that is the mindset that I found that I mean, it came honestly from that whole be more uncomfortable thing. And I think COVID had a lot to do with it, you know, just yeah. from being inside right. and being so withdrawn and then coming out of that and just being like, I want to do stuff. What the hell do I have to lose? You know, just with anything, it's a fun life and there's no reason not to just have fun with it. I'm confident every year I'm going to learn more and become wiser and more loving. And it's, yeah, it's a great, it's a great life to live <laughs> you know i'm yeah. very grateful that i have what i have
0: where do you see yourself in five to ten years where do you want to be
1: i love talking about this because i'm trying to manifest this all i really want is a big old piece of land that i can have my own space on and have my friends come like they can get their own little part of the oh, land yeah. kind of like commune vibes yeah but,
0: i like it yeah but not, not culty yeah exactly you know like
1: we're still connected to society but like <laughs> I want to be able to have land and a house that I could pass down onto my kids Mm. and that I could throw festivals on. I don't feel the need to go be a famous DJ. I want to keep it fun. Mm -hmm. And it's something, I mean, I'm hoping I'll always do, but I don't know. Maybe life will take me somewhere else. But definitely, I just want to have the space, the land where I can do whatever I want and not have to worry about, I don't
0: know. Noise ordinances.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) literally yeah somewhere yeah and i want to i want to throw like really cool festivals that are super healing like meditation retreats yeah. and, and shit like that
0: we have to hang out outside of this yes like, we do, we just do.
1: We, i feel like we're both really busy also, yeah so. we are but we can figure yeah, it out we'll make like, it happen yeah
0: just tell me when your next show is and i'll show up and, okay yeah problem solved
1: every other thursday at my Chi, the kava oh, place yeah, in okay. athens i host open decks nice so that's i think i said that earlier but it's like an open mic night but for djs okay that's an event i've been doing for maybe like nine months now or something oh, yeah. crazy like that okay. every other thursday
0: i've actually never been there so i'm yeah, marking it out. yeah try some coffee yeah. so i know you work for warner music group right or no, no. warner what, what
1: is it oh my gosh you named the enemy sorry i'm just kidding universal
0: universal, <laughs> universal yes music group. and it's with in like in conjunction with 1824 yeah. right so how are you balancing that with school? And can you talk a little bit about what that is for people who don't know?
1: Well, so Universal Music Group is one of the big three labels, Mm -hmm. but I work for a sub team. It's kind of its own thing. It's called 1824 because it's only for people from the 18 to 24 demographic, mostly college students across the country. And we're meant to be like the ears to the ground, all of the local outlets and not just the big ones like Billboard and Complex. and Creating trends on social media too, Mm -hmm. and the whole thing that we're trying to do is connect fans to local things through storytelling experiences. That's the big line. So I really enjoy it because I get to reach out to people in the Athens community. I'm the only representative in Athens. Mm -hmm. I've been reaching out to all the radio stations and blogs. I'm still doing that. So if anybody's listening and you have anything, an outlet, a blog, a magazine, hit me up. I'll connect you. And so how do I balance that? Fall semesters are always just so busy. because, like everything every weekend and there's so much music happening and everyone's on tour. (laughs) How do I balance it? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, a lot of coffee. I really try to make 1824 work with things that I'm already doing. Because like I said, I have Afterglow with me and my friends and we're still throwing events under that. So I feel like I was pretty connected already with a lot of PR things in Athens. Mm-hmm. So I really try to make it all kind of work because it is all for the same reason. It's for the same vision. It's to bring music people together, mm-hmm. to bring fans together. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> the cats are fighting in the background.
1: Yeah, that's my cats fighting. <laughs> I wonder if they can hear that.
0: <laughs> I hope it got picked up. as yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're going to stay with Universal Music Group after you graduate make that into your career your first job
1: basically 1824 is kind of separate in the way that it's not like you get promoted within it's kind of its own team and so we work for all of the other labels that umg owns too okay so once we get to the point where we're like grown out of 1824 it's kind of up to us and like our management helps us but to find a job within those connections we've made, just somewhere within maybe people we've worked with or, you know, it's like we're connected to all of the labels that we own, but it's kind of up to us after that. So Mm -hmm. I want to give it at least like a year of seeing what that life is like, because I'll probably have to move to LA or Nashville or New York or something. So I want to give it time and see if it's something I want to do. If it is, I'm all for it, but I'm going to give it a year and then rethink after that. You know, I just want to be financially stable. And after that, I'm chilling with whatever I do.
0: Sounds like a good plan. Right. Just be financially
1: stable first. And then (laughs) I would like to keep throwing events and keep DJing. And yeah, yeah. with DJing or with production, too, because I'm starting with that. It's like something that I'm putting energy towards because I enjoy it, Mm -hmm. not because I need money from it. It's nice to get paid, you know, for it. But that's something that when I first started DJing it was actually kind of crazy i felt like i I got gigs like every weekend they were all smaller stuff but Mm -hmm. it was still you know for just starting a dj it was a lot it was parties and events every single weekend and it got to a point where it was stressful and then i was stressed about djing which it should just be something that's just fun for everybody but i was like gotta prepare a set and since like i said i just got thrown into it i had to like find music and figure out how the fuck to DJ (laughs) and so it was really stressful and you know after like maybe like six months of that I took a step back and gigs stopped coming in so much I guess I stopped seeking them so much and it became fun again and that's kind of when I realized that maybe it's not something I want to push towards career-wise it's just something that I always want to be fun and if it is a career I'd like hope that I could keep it fun and that's why the financial stability comes in because it's like if I can just have The ability to do it for fun and not have to rely on it. That would be sweet. Right. Sweet. It's
0: like that saying like money doesn't buy you happiness, but it buys you freedom. Yeah,
1: exactly. There you go. Money doesn't buy you happiness, but I ain't never seen anybody sad on a jet ski. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) Me. You need to put that in your Instagram bio. Just like quote that. It'd be funny. Okay. So following up from what you said, how do you DJ?
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Step one. Have good music taste,
0: and what does that look like? What does that mean?
1: Mm, and it is well—that's relative, because also I tell people I'm a DJ, and most people's perception of a DJ is someone who's in a club. But right. I don't really play music like that. I don't really play top forties or rap. Right. I play like bass and EDM, so it's a little different in the sense that when I play most of the time, it's been an actual show at a venue, not mm-hmm. me playing at a club. So, good music to me is like, sometimes when I'm discovering music, I'll do it while I'm like reading a book or something and when a bass drops and I have to stop reading to like nod my head and be like, oh, this sounds good. That's when I save it because it, I don't know, it made me like stop and be like, oh, dang, that's good. But also people have to like it, obviously, because you're playing for people and that's a little different than other types of performances and artistry. DJing is reading a room and seeing what will make these people dance, you know, like Mm -hmm. what will get people moving. So step one is good music. Step two is basic music theory. The most basic. With today's technology, if we were 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. there's no button that says Beat Sync. You have to be able to listen to it and you're on vinyl and it takes a lot of skill to get to those. Now, if you want to be a DJ, you can download a program on your computer Mm-hmm. and it's very accessible. But you do need to know basic music theory in terms of, like, one, two, three, four. Like, everything's in four beats. Keys are very important, so beat matching. Beat matching and key matching, from there, honestly, you're good. That's the biggest thing. Did you watch YouTube videos or anything? Um, Definitely YouTube videos, oh my god, okay. yeah. Yeah, because it looks so crazy, but then once you figure it out, you realize what everything does, and then mm-hmm. it's not too hard, which is nice because it's, like, Really easy to get a base of what DJing is. It's way easier to have fun with it and add your own mix on top because we have all this crazy technology. You can sample, you can, you can do all this crazy stuff, add yeah. effects. Because like I said, I do open decks, which is open mic night for DJs. And I've seen a lot of people who come and are beginners also. Mm-hmm. It is a very beginner friendly kind of event and i've seen them grow within just like the time i've been doing the event they come and be like "This is my first time djing and they get it pretty fast
0: i feel like the hardest part is just starting right yeah and getting over the hump of like teaching yourself i think
1: i think a lot of like old heads would disagree with me in the dj community there's a huge (laughs) yes wait i'm learning so much well the beat seek button is a Mm -hmm. hot topic because like i said old djs they didn't have the thing that said beat sync so most of djing is literally just making two songs like flow together and transitioning and you have to have the ear for it to like beat sync two drums on track that's what DJing is and so the beat sync button which just puts two tracks on time with each other that kind of destroys what DJing is like the basics of it so a lot of like older DJs will shit on people and be like if you use a beat sync button, you're not a real DJ. But honestly, to all of those people, I say get with the times. Also, I always see it on comments on Instagram videos, and it's all just, you know, people trying to learn and they're having fun and expressing themselves. And so, what if, if there's something that makes it easier? And I, I do think it's still a, a skill you should learn, but I don't see what everyone's so mad about. Maybe because I'm just a, a young DJ i'll come at me in the comments i'll take you on
0: <laughs> when i interview you in 10 years from now we'll talk about this again we'll yeah because technology changes. will
1: probably cha- like 10 years yeah. from now i'll be like
0: the beat button doesn't even exist yeah exactly anymore. It's something yeah it's else. just like yeah
1: 10 years from now djs don't even exist it's just robots
0: <laughs> yeah exactly we're not here i can't interview you yeah, yeah. we're in the
1: metaverse somewhere yeah, exactly yeah. yeah yeah we'll link up in the metaverse ten years from now. Sounds good.
0: god terrifying <laughs> i don't really know if this question applies anymore because of what we've talked about but What is your end goal for DJing? Like, I don't feel like you necessarily have one. I I mean, well,
1: yeah. So I don't know. It's it's something I really enjoy, and I want to grow in DJing. Yeah. But it's like how I said with school. It's not. It's just not something I want to stress myself out about. You know. I think it would be really cool to play some festivals. From what I've seen, I just think if you're determined enough, I mean, with most things too, like dreams come true. If you just really actually work hard towards what you want, you'll get it. And I've seen that with other DJs. It's years of hard work, but you get to big places. And so that's why it's like, if I'm not 100%, I don't know if I'll grow. So I'm back and forth about it. I definitely would love to play, for one, at this club in Atlanta. I would love to play Iris because that's where I discovered raving. I think that's attainable. I just need to get some good mixes out. And then after that, Iris is owned by the same people who run the Atlanta Music Festival imagine so oh, cool. i would love to even just get like a late night renegade set or something there which also i it seems attainable like nothing seems that impossible anymore now that i kind of see how the industry works and right. it's all connections based and half of it is if people fuck with you and if you have like a good personality and good energy right. which i think I have a relatively good personality. You like, do. like you do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Validating, <laughs> which you know that like really gets you far—not only in the music industry but in life—is just being an actually good person. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah. yeah, I guess end goal those are some hard goals you know but soft goals never never not have fun that's the goal okay. <laughs> never okay. not have fun when i'm teaching i don't want it to be stressful <laughs>
0: scratch the thing that i said earlier you should put in your instagram bio that is what never you should, not yeah. have fun exactly. yeah i like that <laughs> yeah quote yourself <laughs> oh okay this i just thought was really funny and i want to know How did you come up with a name for your Instagram handle?
1: Oh, Psychic Banana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I literally, when
0: you followed me, I was like, who's this? Who the fuck is Psychic Banana? And then I was like, oh my God, it's easy. This is amazing.
1: (laughs) Can you tell Um, me the backstory? I, me and my friends were smoking a blunt. And I think that's okay to say. My mom knows I smoke. It's okay. It's off hours. I don't do it on the clock. (laughs) <laughs> um <okay. laughs> we were smoking a blunt late one night <laughs> and I don't even know like it just came up in conversation and my roommate that you just met she goes mm-hmm. Izzy that's you you're a psychic banana I was like oh my god yes and that's <laughs> when I changed it and sometimes I think about changing it to something else because everyone thinks that's my DJ name or uh-huh. like my performance name but yeah. it's just a goofy Instagram handle I like that it. I think it sums me up because I feel like a very deep spiritual person with a very goofy exterior and Uh i like to not take things very seriously so i feel like psychic banana it's just like (laughs) those two words together really hit the soul
0: (laughs) i love it (laughs) okay great well i just wanted to know the background of that tell me what your dj name is izzy izzy okay period izzy period
1: (laughs) yeah just Izzy, because I got thrown into DJing yeah, and I got shows before I knew it and I was learning as I was going, I didn't really have time to think of a whole brand. Yeah. And then Izzy feels like it, it just kind of stuck. And I'm still thinking of one, but I've never found anything that I completely resonate with. It feels like a lot of pressure because like with a band, you know, you got a lot of people. It's not you. Right. And it's like a name that represents me. That's kind of hard. I like Psychic Banana, but it's too goofy for like full branding. I don't gotcha. know. Like it doesn't sound right.
0: <laughs> I actually really like it. But I also really like Izzy too, because I feel like it's poetic in a weird way, because it's like you are the music. And so you are your mm-hmm.
1: name. And yeah. And that's one thing that I've also kept with it is that I like it because it, it feels like it doesn't limit me yeah. to anything. Like I'm not just DJ psychic banana or whatever yeah. i'm just izzy i happen to dj yeah. but i also do a lot of other things right <laughs> and izzy does all of those things and it's all encompassing yeah. to to yeah. that so i really like that <laughs> yeah sometimes i don't even like to be like i'm a dj i just like to say that i dj <laughs> perfect because okay. yeah because it feels like it limits you know I don't yeah know.
0: so i started like a new segment where i asked people song of the week like, what's a song that you would recommend everybody <gasps> okay to listen to? can i pull out my phone yeah do it of course Okay, what have I been playing? Sometimes one is limiting, so if you want to do a couple, you can. Or do your favorite or, you Oh
1: my gosh, let's see. (laughs) There's one just super chill song that I've been listening to. It's called Clarity by Angelic Root. I like dancing to that one. I've, I've been dancing to that a lot. One song I can't get over is Funnel of Love by Wanda Jackson, too. Very different vibes, but I love Wanda Jackson's voice. I'll also say my top artist of the year. It seemed random. I I didn't think that I listened to her that much. Uh But it's this artist, Big Pig. B-I-I-G-P-I-I-G. Big Pig. Uh And she's really good. She's going to the next festival I'm going to. So I'm really excited. It's like girly. (laughs) (laughs) Like girly indie bedroom. For being in the music industry, I I should be better at like I'm describing songs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't either. I'm like, I just like it. Yeah, and you if guys it slaps, it, it slaps.
1: People ask me what I DJ all the time, and there's so many subgenres of EDM, and uh-huh. I'm still learning about more every day. And so it's <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I I just hate that question because I'm like, damn, like. What? I don't know what I DJ yeah. in like fancy terms. I, <laughs> I DJ deep wubs.
0: My favorite kind of people are the ones that don't know really like how to describe something. they just like, I like what I like and that's how it is. Word. Maybe because that's what I am. Yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah, Maybe that's like, why we like each other. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so we kind of already touched on this before, but I'd love to go back to it. If you could tell me more about Afterglow and the process behind
1: it and how you came up with the idea So me, Zayna and Martini, we all met in music business and we make a very interesting trio because Mm -hmm. we all have very different vibes. Mm -hmm. Zayna is the lead singer in her feminist punk band. Martini makes bedroom rap, hyper pop rap. It's really crazy music, but I really enjoy it. And their lyrics are really awesome. And then I DJ. We all have very different connections within Athens too. Mm-hmm. So when we all came together, it worked out really well because it felt like we all just brought very different kinds of people yeah. together to an event and cool. it made the event super magical, really truly. And all the events we've thrown have just been this crazy energy I can't describe. Maybe I'm biased because I put it together and it just feels good like have made it happen Mm -hmm. but so many different types of people come together for so many different types of music and it really makes something awesome but the process of getting there is so stressful and i've learned so much about honestly life and i feel like i've learned so many skills that i've transferred into the beginnings of my career with an actual company communication wise and just like working with the team and cooperating and yeah and booking and promoting and right. decorating a backyard to make it look like a festival and so much getting involved with different organizations and vendors and food vendors and obviously musicians mm-hmm. and different collectives and it's a lot of communication i would say it's like the yeah. biggest skill that you need
0: how long did it take you from when you started when you finished to plan all that out
1: well so we started at the beginning of the semester in january and we had our first show in february okay and so that one was kind of a quick quick turnaround and that's where we definitely learned a lot especially about each other Mm because we kind of just met so we learned a lot about each other and how to work together and how to work with your friends Mm because friends in business you know most business people will tell you don't bring those together It's a hard thing to balance because you definitely are always going to have dissenting ideas. Compromising was the biggest thing. I keep going away from the questions. You asked how long it took. And then the second show we had, Earth Day Every Day, that was on Earth Day. So that was in April. We had a little more time. We had like three months to plan that one.
0: What was something that you didn't expect when you started this? Maybe a good thing, like a positive, and then something that was difficult that you like worked through or didn't
1: (laughs) the one thing that was hard was that we were throwing an earth day festival but we were also throwing a party that creates a lot of waste yeah and so minimizing that and making it so it wasn't a huge irony that we were throwing an earth day festival and making a bunch of waste that was something that we didn't completely think through all the way until after and we realized how much trash we made and so we came back the next day and we got all of the trash cans and we dumped them in a truck and we went to Charm, mm-hmm. the center oh, for hard to recycle way. materials. And we dug through, oh my God, it was disgusting. Like we brought <laughs> gloves and we dug through all of the trash and separated everything and that recycled nice. everything we could. So that was like a curveball because I wasn't expecting to do that with my Sunday afternoon. Right, <laughs> right. But I feel better that we did that. Positive curveball. Mm hmm well the whole day is so stressful because all three of us we like to have fun and it was our event so we yeah. were kind of like all managing the festival while socializing and making sure bands were there on time and then bands showing up and being like okay who's in charge the organization of the day of the event making sure that ran smoothly but then the curveball i guess was that we got to do a really late night dj so after the event was over we got to still do DJs until 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and that was awesome because we weren't anticipating that. But oh, cool. nobody left when the event was over. Everybody nice. just like stayed and hung out. So we we're like, okay, well, let's keep the party going then. Yeah. <laughs> it's really rewarding throwing these kinds of things, especially when they turn out good. It is so stressful though. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Especially building up to it. I'm not ready for when it's coming this semester. It's so worth it, but right. it definitely just with school and two jobs it gets to you. <laughs>
0: Girl. It sounds like you could be an event planner.
1: Like I said, how on the land, I want to just yeah. throw festivals. So like, I'd like to build up. to, And that's what Afterglow, yeah. I'd like to keep doing it after we graduate and continue working and growing our team into something.
0: I can't wait to interview you in five to 10 years. And <laughs> you'll be like, it'll you'll be living somewhere. I don't know why I thought Oregon, but like somewhere yes, with a big some plot of land. place. Yeah. <laughs> and I come and you're like, just, you know, come sit down in the grass and record yes. here. And I'm like, Izzy, let's put you each each with flowers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> midsummer vibes but without the killing yes but no cult yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) everyone there can worship me if they want yeah but but you're like (laughs) 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 well i kind of wanted to ask you because you're also working in the music industry how you see being a female do you feel like that affects your role at all because i just like i'm curious about just like asking women in the industry that in general because it's in most industries it seems more challenging to be a woman and there's a wage gap and all that. Yeah. So i just was curious about your experience.
0: Uh, that's, I mean, that's a really good question. Nobody's asked me that. I think right now, because I'm in such like a small role or I'm not, I don't have that big of a say
1: yeah. right now. Yeah.
0: I think for me personally, I do struggle with being taken seriously and people actually think I'm I'm even my age because I'm five foot two and I look like I'm 16, so.
1: Do you get ID'd like everywhere? Oh, yeah.
0: It was weird. I went on a date Friday and then it did not go well. Um, (laughs) But that's beside the point. And then I went on another date like a couple weeks ago and those were the only two times that I didn't get carded, but I realized it had nothing to do with me. It was the guys that I went on dates with had beards. So they definitely looked like they were older.
1: (laughs) No, yeah. If I'm like around me and my roommates... Uh-huh. I feel like we all look pretty young, but if it's yeah. like I'm around my coworkers, I never get ID'd because it's like
0: interesting. Yeah, yeah they just definitely... assume. Yeah, that's a, it's a good yeah. question. But yeah. I
1: agree with you about struggling to be taken seriously. Yeah, because I I feel like I am a very goofy person. Like I said, I try not too. to take anything seriously. Yeah. So why did you take me seriously? Honestly, not that I'm saying it out loud, especially like working at this job I'm working at, where I have to personally go reach out yeah. to people and I have to put on a very professional front. With my job, I don't really see it as much as I see it with DJing. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting question. Do
0: people think you're not a DJ when you show up? How does that go?
1: um Someone put this best. She works at the 40 watt doing sound, and yeah. she's a really good sound engineer. But yeah. she said that when she is there, people just assume she's like a woman taking up space. But when a man <sighs> is just there taking up space, They assume he's in charge. And this is how she said it best. She said that when you're a man on the scene, people just kind of assume that you have this authority. If you're just a man who walks behind the stage, people just assume that you're where you're supposed to be. Or if you walk on a stage and people just assume that's the DJ. But when you're a woman, you have to prove it. Same Mm. with like skills. I feel like people just assume that men, just because of like the power that their aura has, they just assume things. But when you're a woman, it's like, okay, prove it. I don't just assume that you have the skill. You have to actually show me that you have it. And especially with DJing, it feels like sometimes I do have something to prove as a female DJ. But I'm trying to not feel that way, especially because there are so many amazing female DJs nowadays. But I try not to feel like I have something to prove. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like that sometimes. It shouldn't feel that way. It should just it should just be a fun thing.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Izzy. And yeah. I'm so glad we got to sit down and do yeah. this. I'll see you guys next week.
1: Live, laugh, love.
0: (laughs) That is your new Instagram bio.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Live, laugh, love. Yes. Don't not do it. Yeah. (laughs) Just be Izzy,
0: basically. (laughs) Face your fears. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Period. (laughs) Bye. Bye.